0: welcome to Social Circle. Social Circle was born from monthly get-togethers between friends and colleagues where we'd gather around for a few drinks and chat about the latest in social media marketing. We wanted to be better for ourselves, for our clients and just because we really love social media. So we decided to open up the circle to other digital marketers with a goal to take social to the next level and share inspirational, instant and actionable insights. We get together monthly to run through innovations and cool campaigns from the digital sphere. I'm Kirsty Smith and I'm joined by my co-host, my buddy and my partner in digital crime, Sally Hawksford.
1: Hey Sally! Hey Kirsty! Welcome everyone to the Social Circle Podcast. Our values are to learn, connect and share and we hope we'll bring together more digital marketers through our podcasts and live events. Welcome to the Social Circles podcast, May 2021. I'm here with Kirsty to run you guys through the latest 10 innovations that we've seen in social media across the last couple of months, really.
0: Yeah, hi, everybody. So I'm going to kick off with quite a fun one, and I think one that people will have been waiting a long time for. It's just a rumor, but Instagram are set to launch a link sticker. So, um, you won't now need to have 10,000 followers for the swipe up link, it's going to be a sticker sticker in the sticker library, so when you are creating a story, you'll be able to select the sticker and you're going to be able to insert a link to an external source. So
1: I suppose it's a little bit like the product tag at the minute, so because if you've got an Instagram shop, you can tag your products, which is a good way to get a link in there without having 10,000 followers. But it seems like now, even if you're not an e-commerce brand, you'll be able to add in a link sticker, which takes away the whole swipe up necessary.
0: It looks that way. So that's why it's a really exciting one. This would be
1: amazing because, well, yeah. And then I think this would be really good and I think ties into some of Instagram's things around the like count going and why we also focus on followers and... You know what they're doing around that kind of whole mental health aspect around likes and followers and that type Mm -hmm. of thing. And you don't need to fight for all the likes and followers because the 10,000 followers aren't going to matter so much anymore.
0: And someone said to me the other day, what is the point in having... A lot of followers and I was like really for the swiper yeah everything else is just a vanity, so what, just vanity. yeah
1: when you get to 11,000 don't even worry because you know get over the 10,000 mark and make sure you're not going to keep dropping down and up but yeah
0: yeah so that's a really good one and I quite like this for Instagram because you've never been able to link out from them mm. apart from that magical link in bio yeah and this is really allowing people to link to things like um terms and conditions for competitions, yeah. landing pages, and it's allowed people to leave Instagram. Instagram before it's like try to keep people on the call, yeah. but now they're actually opening it up and saying, yeah, you hey, guys have a link.
1: I wonder if you'll see a lot of people share their feed posts into stories so they can add the link on.
0: Makes sense, doesn't it? Because
1: then at least that makes the post linkable.
0: Although I'm sure it was a couple of months ago that there was a rumour that they were going to stop the ability to share posts into your stories. Oh, But we haven't seen that one come into
1: fruition, so... No, and I like to do that that of other brands as well, like brand shout outs and stuff like that, so that would be annoying if they do that.
0: And the other one, so I'm rolling two into one here, is Instagram have launched, and it was just yesterday, the ability to um, automatically generate captions on your videos, again, as a sticker option for your Instagram stories. So if you create a suite of Instagram stories and stitch them all together, so you might do three or four and you're talking to the camera, there's then an ability to go back and add a sticker to each one and it will generate the captions so you
1: don't have to type them mm, out. That's amazing. And do you think you could do it if, even if you're not speaking to camera? Like, even if there's no voiceover? So as a way to add copy to stories without actually having to have it on the How image. How generate it, though? Oh, yeah, just by Just by my open thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> just read
0: my mind. and write make a caption. I just that's hate the doing dream. the face to camera. I know. I'm Even if you're just in the oh, background, oh yeah, so I'm guessing you wouldn't. You wouldn't need to do face to camera, so you could just be talking. Yeah, over Yeah, you could just be story. talking over something. Oh, hey, yeah, man. this is actually launched. I just haven't got around to doing it yet. I don't think it's available for me. But um, a couple of the guys were saying they had seen it. Yeah, so it's one that is available.
1: Just back on my theory, you could then upload the story and turn the sound off in the story to talk in the background. If, if it was kind yes. of like a brand, and you didn't, you haven't got like a face to the brand or yeah. a sound. A person to the brand you could talk over it and then upload it so you get the caption but then turn the sound off.
0: really love that. Um, I don't know yet how accurate it is and I don't know if there's some kind of mm. stuff to say automatically generated and I also don't know if you can go back and edit the, the captions or as they come yeah, on. Yeah because
1: we hope there's not a Google translate moment where it's like oh that's not what that said and yeah. Exactly
0: but really good from an accessibility point of view. We should all be adding captions to our videos anyway, um, so this is taking it out of our hands, which is fab. Yeah, definitely. So moving on from Instagram stickers to Facebook stickers. Now, we were chatting before, weren't we, Sally, about Facebook
1: stories.
0: Mm. Is anyone using them?
1: Yeah, I, th- I had the question is, is anyone using them, or if people just got their Instagram and Facebook accounts linked, and they just automatically share across, because I never think to use Facebook stories and I actually never look at people's Facebook stories I don't even like how it is on the interface um it's just not something I use Facebook for anymore
0: yeah so I, I mean I feel exactly the same and I'm not sure whether Facebook are testing this in Facebook before they roll it out to Instagram so this might be one to watch okay um, but they've said in the coming weeks they're going to be testing this sticker ad for Facebook stories with selected advertisers and creators. So how this will work is that if I'm a creator and I'm looking to monetize my story I'll be able to use a sticker that, is, that is the logo or is, has been created by that brand. So every time a user clicks on that
1: sticker so, the commission will then go back to the creator. Oh, okay. So, the brand's got to create the sticker for the creator then to use. And you've got to upload the sticker to the sticker library
0: for you? I'm presuming that's what's going to happen. It's just, obviously, they're testing it at the moment. So, I haven't seen this come into play. <laughs> now, when I first saw this, I thought it was a brand that would be putting their own sticker on their story and you'd click it.
1: Right, well, yeah. then what would be
0: the point? The monetization, yeah. yeah. So but they need
1: to make how you add stickers or gifs as a brand easier because you have to create a Giphy account, build create the GIF, upload it to Giphy. I think you have to have five in Giphy before you can even be approved. Mm. And then it can take like two weeks to get approved. So they've got to streamline that process a little bit. And
0: I guess they will because didn't Facebook buy Giphy a few months back? Yeah,
1: yeah, they did, but so I think yeah, that could just be slightly more streamlined if possible. But Quite exciting at the same time. Yeah,
0: so any brands out there that are working with influencers is definitely something to be considering.
1: Yeah, definitely. Just on that, this is something as a side note, not um, stick related. But have you noticed, I noticed this last week, I was starting to get ads served within a user's stories. So, you know, usually, say you've got stories in the, at the top, it shows that they've got 10 cards in there in their day. And usually, at the, once you finish that person, you would then see ads in between the next person. But I've now been seeing ads within the same person. Me too. Mm, it's but interesting. Then it, but then it disappeared. Yeah, it was last week, and then I haven't seen it again yeah. since. Mine was a couple of weeks ago. So it's obviously something that they're testing. But I definitely... I was really interested, because I was like, oh, that's interesting. That I've just... Because I suddenly thought... Oh, I've gone to an ad, fine. And then it went back to that person and I was like, that's weird, that doesn't usually happen.
0: Yeah, it makes sense though, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, well, it's like in-stream, I suppose, isn't it, really? So, yeah, makes total sense. Cool. Well, I will we'll move away from the Facebook network and I'll lead us into a bit of TikTok. So I think TikTok are just like powering through on their ad platform, I feel. And, and actually, they've made it quite sophisticated. Um. And the next kind of thing that they've rolled out is lead gen ads. So very much, basically, exactly kind of how Facebook run them, but you can um, run lead gen ads in stream. So it would just basically ask people to kind of I suppose the call to action would be either kind of like sign up or download etc and then it would open a form kind of process and then you would fill in those details and then it would submit it all within the TikTok app so you wouldn't have to go out of it so it would take information like name, email, phone... Um, to kind of register their interest with a particular product or service or sign up to email. Um, and it can actually, same as Facebook, be auto populated to take their information from their TikTok profile. So makes it significantly quicker. Um, so these ads are currently new and looking to roll out. You can also team up with your CRM um, provider and have a direct integration. So you don't have to then download the leads and then upload them into your kind of provider you'd have to kind of check who those providers they've teamed up with I'm not sure if like MailChimp is one of them um, but yeah I think this is kind of actually quite useful and actually what some people have said is quite a handy kind of workaround around iOS 14 because it's likely that many users will opt out of data tracking in apps so this allows you to get the information directly within the app then you could retarget them through like email campaigns or through a custom audience of their emails. So quite interesting. You'll pay on a cost per um, lead basis, as you would do on Facebook. Um, And yeah, watch this space for it to come on to your dashboard and ads manager. I like how fast they are. Because I think they're really fast. Yeah, sure
0: that took LinkedIn about six years. Oh, yeah,
1: that did take LinkedIn about six years. And then I just think, I think they're really moving forward with it. I spoke to a TikTok account manager last week, and they're really looking at changing some of the targeting. Some of the targeting can be quite niche. And obviously, you can't city target on TikTok. You can only country target. And then the age targeting boundaries are a bit strange as well. So they are reviewing a lot of that Um i think that would just be really interesting how that goes from strength to strength really great keep us updated
0: i'm moving back to facebook and i have an update so on number four and that is the new page experience choice in business manager so let me explain this when you add so business manager is the agency tool and this is where you can add team members and you can um, add all of the pages you manage into one place all of the ad accounts all of the pixels, all of the catalogs, etc. Now, if you were to add somebody new to your business manager account, usually when you give them access to the relevant Facebook pages, you give them access to the Facebook page and you will choose what level, so an analyst, an admin for, etc. Now, that person can still access normal Facebook, so they can go to their Facebook page, toggle to move to the brand page, and then crack on and write posts. What this new page experience choice does is almost lock down people um, in two different ways. So when you add them as an, um, an admin on a Facebook page, you can choose this new page experience, which means they can no longer just navigate to the page through Facebook, they have to go through Business Manager, or you could give them classic pages, which allows them just to access Facebook the old way. Now, I like this because business manager is confusing anyway, and especially when you're trying to explain it to clients. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, so it looks the same. It's just gray and not blue. And, oh, it's business manager, but you can still go on Facebook I think this just locks them down and it's for me it just feels a lot more structured and I feel like it will swaddle clients and give it a reason.
1: I agree, I think it's really good because I think what Facebook did was people would set up an account and would automatically generate a business manager account for them but they weren't effectively using it. So then we'd speak to clients and say, oh, well, can we have access to your business manager? And they were like, what? Um, and then we're like, try and set up a new account for them. And it turns out they've already got a business manager. It was like unearthing all this web of stuff. Yeah. And I think actually, like you say, this just forces them. If if actually Facebook wants business manager to be the main kind of hub, like Google Adswords, etc., like force them to use it. And I think that's a really good a good thing going forward
0: Uh, yeah I remember that time when every single Facebook page had a business manager account oh it's
1: a nightmare and I think sometimes we're still unearthing some of that now (laughs) it's just like oh god
0: yeah so good step forward and I'm looking forward to see if people adopt this new way of working obviously I still clicked classic pages (laughs) (laughs) I was a bit scared but going forward I will be clicking new page experience
1: um, cool. Well, I'm going to move back to TikTok and, and just talk, I mean, again, I mean, we could have rolled the two into one really, but l- l- what we were talking about, there's TikTok moving like really fast with their ad platforms so well there are kind of this is just rumors at the moment but there's tick, uh, rumors about TikTok launching new e-commerce ad formats
0: I guess this is a different one because either one's more lead gen which is yeah
1: which is you know not ne- mm-hmm. you know not necessarily just e-commerce specific but it really looks like they've kind of mirrored a lot of what Facebook have but by the looks of it the rumors are that the before new ad um, formats, I suppose, really. The first one is collection ads, which we know from Facebook anyway. So with that, you will need a shop integration, either through Shopify, which TikTok has now an integration with. Um, and then you can pull in the products at the bottom and it pulls in dynamically via your either your Shopify or an XML feed and shows the prices dynamically of those products at the bottom of like a you know, creative at the top. um, dynamic product ads, which we know from a retargeting point of view work really well. Interesting to see how they're going to work post now iOS 14 has finally Mm. launched, but obviously look from that perspective. And then these other two products, which are called promo tiles and showcase tiles, which I suppose a little bit different than what the run of the mill kind of Facebook are offering really. So promo tiles enable advertisers to add customizable sales and promo alerts to their in-feed ads, while the showcase tiles allow you to kind of promote products in the videos with a link to the relevant product with a thumbnail at the bottom of the screen. So if you've seen them as tiles, how I've kind of seen them as like you've either got a tile along the bottom or you've got kind of alerts down the side, which is a little bit different than what kind of all the other standard advertisers like, are offering. I like and I really this. like that. Yeah. So I think that's really interesting. Like I said, these are kind of rumors. So kind of watch this space. But, well, I think in general, TikTok is just moving boundaries and kind of getting this advertising platform up and running. Obviously, you don't actually have to have an active TikTok account to run ads, which I think is really useful for some brands that are a bit like, well, what would our TikTok presence be? But actually run some ads to test the water, particularly to that age demographic, to see if that's something that they get some good understanding from. I did test running some ads on the Shopify link up. And I think if you're an agency, I would still just run it through the TikTok platform because there was a massive discrepancy between the numbers on Shopify and the numbers in the TikTok platform, which my TikTok account manager did come back and say, we know this is a problem. So I kind of feel like if you're a one-man band and you've got a Shopify account, crack on, set your TikTok ads up from there. If you've got a little bit more knowledge in digital advertising we were an agency i just run it all through a tiktok ad account it was i ended up just going back to the tiktok dashboard anyway so that's just a little bit of a side note on tiktok ads
0: really good tip really good tip and obviously you're going to go to the one that gives you the best results
1: and that was the TikTok dashboard. So that is the one that was used, obviously.
0: The showcase tiles remind me a little bit of Snapchat ads where you can have your mm. main piece of content and then four images at the bottom. Yeah.
1: I just think as well that TikTok could be, like, particularly amazing for e-commerce brands, depending on, obviously, what you're selling. Mm. But I know I found this account. I can't remember who even told me about it. And it was, like, the this girl, and she sells these sunglasses. I mean, they're very niche. But they're like something like £12 a pair. And she's just like gone viral. Mm -hmm. And she's running some ads. But she's also got these great pieces of content. And, you know, if you like that kind of sunglasses, you're winning kind of thing. And I think if you've got the product right, and it's, well, it's like anything really. If you've got the product right and you've got the audience Audience. right, it's a winner. So I think that's what TikTok's great at because they've got a really captivated audience. And let's not beat around the bush, but quite a good disposable income. They've got a disposable amount of money that they're happy to spend. So actually, if you can target them with the right product, you could be onto some really good returns. That
0: sunglasses case study then, Sally, was that organic and ads working together? Because I know you said you don't need to have an organic account. Yeah. Or would you always advocate having?
1: Well, a she presence? did. To be fair, she did have a really big organic presence. To be honest, um, so maybe the two have kind of worked quite well together for her. So that kind of. Direct link in sales drive and sales driving is run from the ads, but she, I suppose, the organic presence is giving her brand um, authenticity yeah. because otherwise it's just like, what's this random sunglasses brand? Oh, she's got two million followers. Yeah, I'm going to have a look at it. I doubly want them. Yeah, yeah, I doubly want them now because surely everybody's kind of got them. So. Yeah,
0: love it, love it. Um, I'm going to move over to Pinterest now. So round number six, and I'm going to talk about the Pinterest content claiming portal. So a select few creators, so it's just in beta at the moment, have started testing a portal where you can upload your content and it's almost giving it the rubber stamp that it's yours. This portal is almost going to allow creators to set their permissions. So this move is meant to ensure that only the original creators can claim content on Pinterest and benefit from its discovery. Mm. I know, we've undenied on this because surely Pinterest is all about the repins and your content being shared and shared. Yeah, yeah. And this feels like a bit of a backwards step for Pinterest.
1: Especially as well, the whole point of being on Pinterest is that you go and discover things and create your own boards of them, of which then kind of saves them for life. Because I know I used to create a board like what I want before payday sort of thing, and then on payday go back in and I got the, all the links saved, mm-hmm. basically. And it does seem like a bit of a...
0: yeah. It feels backwards, but obviously there's um, a problem and they're offering a solution. So I don't know if there's a big issue with content creators complaining Mm. that their content...
1: is being plagiarised. Plagiarised. Yeah.
0: So they can submit their applications into this content claiming portal. And then if it's approved, they will be able to upload the original content the way they want it to be enforced. And then they've got some following options. Those options are... They can choose mine only, which basically removes existing and future versions of the image from Pinterest, except the pins originally saved by themselves. I don't get that. Um, but hey, that's, that's it. And then they can, the second option is for website only. So this removes all of the pins unless that pin links back to the website.
1: Okay, so that's not too bad. I suppose this is stopping people saying like, they're using this image, like a really nice lifestyle image, and then linking to their shoddy China version of the product, yeah. maybe. Yeah,
0: or a gorgeous image, and then, hey, come and buy a holiday, and actually, like, yeah, my picture that I took. And I'm a professional phot- photographer.
1: Photographer, yeah, okay. But I suppose at least, obviously, with the website, it's then um, kind of like, that's fine, as long as you credit back to me.
0: Yeah, so that's what it is, really. But then there's a third option, which is block all. So remove all existing and future versions of these images, now I think this is from people that maybe have had a picture's
1: leaked. Mm, maybe. But it's like you say, maybe this is just it's a solution to a problem, but at least it's kind of it, the option is there if you've got the problem. If you haven't got the problem, then you can keep going and let your pins just be reshared. Yeah, and I suppose from a brand perspective, as long as somebody else isn't trying to sell your claim your product as their product to link into their own website, mm-hmm. you're good. And actually if that is happening, you probably do want to sort that out.
0: Yeah, and I just think as a brand, make sure it's always linked back to your site. And I guess it means you don't have to have, like, a crappy, like, watermark or something on your image. Yeah, true. be damaging for your brand. Yeah, definitely. But a really interesting one, and a, a, a smart move mm. from
1: Pinterest. Yeah. I wonder how
0: the other platforms are going to maybe integrate some of this into,
1: into theirs. And actually, not a problem that I was... not. Not something I was aware was a problem on Pinterest, but actually now when you think about it, like you say with the photographer example, Mm. that easily could become quite a problem quite quickly. Definitely, like
0: copyright. Yeah, yeah. For content creators. Yeah,
1: definitely. Okay, so I'm going to move back to Facebook um, and talk about some video ad targeting options that they've launched. So obviously they kind of, already now running in-stream ads, very much similar to how YouTube have ran video ads for a long time. But actually what they are now available is some new targeting options. So what they've kind of launched is um, new targeting options that will already be available in Ads Manager. And this basically shows what sort of video topics your videos will will be shown against. Some of the new um, features are animals and pets, which I quite enjoyed um and then some of the others are yeah and then you can target them by the actual dog and then the dog breed for example so I don't know if you want to go against videos of French bulldogs over German shepherds you could go quite niche here also like books and literature business finance and economics children and parenting education and learning and then some of the ones that were already there like fitness and workouts really interesting for fitness and workouts you can then drill that down into like fitness tops gym workouts combat sports so actually you don't have to be as blanket approach with the videos that you're kind of appearing against you can be quite niche and say well actually I want to target anybody who's watching video content like this um and I think I think that's kind of quite similar to how YouTube would be, from a more from a keyword perspective but yeah I think um interesting from that perspective so Facebook has said it's like Powered by machine learning. There's now 20 video topics available. When you select the in-stream only placement, and it has to be the brand objective for your video for the campaign. It doesn't seem that you can actually just do it on a video objective, which is a bit strange. But I suppose it gives you more choice of where you want it to appear um, and reach more of an engaged user, basically.
0: So it's for your big spenders, isn't it? Then if
1: it's on the brand, it's on the it is on the brand. Which obviously you can run on self service, but how it's measured is on a brand uplift, which is always a bit like, Ooh, what's this actually means? Bit finger in the air, so it it doesn't look like they are saying it's currently on the video format. The way that it's said here is, um, yeah, the the um, comment by Facebook is that it's in stream only placement and brand objectives. So yeah, maybe also still on the video aspects. So maybe it's on brand campaigns and video as long as it's only on in stream. Okay. But, yeah, a new way to kind of be a little bit more drilled down on that targeting. That's good to know.
0: Right, yeah, I'm going to move over to Twitter because, obviously, Twitter, where have you been? <laughs> where have you been with
1: your crazy <laughs> subscription offerings? I don't
0: know. So, Twitter, we weren't that keen on for, a, I was going to say, a couple of years, and we thought it was the death of Twitter. But, actually, Twitter had recently launched or released some stats which have quoted that they have um, risen to 199 million daily active users, and posts have increased 28 percent year on year. So the people mm. that are posting is going up, and people that are using Twitter are going up. So once a platform that we almost pushed a little bit aside, it's making it's it's
1: it's coming back. And not to say like the world has changed, not to bring that up, but I suppose like news is now so important more than ever. And at times when we couldn't even leave the house. How I mean, obviously, News24 is on every single channel, but I suppose Twitter is where news breaks even before the BBC kind of get on it. So actually, is that just why people are consuming that information more and more?
0: So we've talked about this in the past, and it was rumoured then, but they have recently said, and I want to call it their Analyst Day in February so an official day held by Twitter, I'm presuming for some top geeks, mm. um, during that Analyst Day that the ability to now super follow somebody is in their pipeline. So this hasn't launched yet, but it is coming. And basically a super follow allows you to, have, um, to pay for content and become almost like a VIP of a Twitter account. So super follow, we're not quite sure what this looks like yet, but it is going to allow you to almost like that gated content. Mm. So you can subscribe and pay and the price is not set. So as a Twitter uh, channel, I can choose how much I want to charge, 5 99 a month, 29 dollars 99 a month. And once someone has become a super follow, you have to give them all of that extra content. Mm. So if this is a strategy you wanted to run, you've got to be considering... Your, t- your content strategy and what is it that yeah. you're going to share that somebody is going to pay
1: for? This is something we discussed on Social Circle a couple of months ago, and it wasn't something I was aware of, but it's apparently happening kind of organically on other channels. So we were talking about McFly, do you remember, and that they created like... And people are creating private Instagram accounts that you only get accepted to once you've paid. So I think McFly's is $8.99 a month, there was something. And you get like exclusive gigs, you get exclusive content... Um, but it's all done through a social network still, but you only become a member of it, obviously, if you I paid. Remember. I'm not a member. <laughs> I think it was Jack that was telling us, and I did also uh, check with Kimberly, who's a um uh, Mega fan, and she was like, Yeah, totally already done it. And she they sure did, did like no, well, they did like an exclusive Valentine's gig and stuff like that. So during lockdown, they've given like exclusive content to gigs and stuff, on key memorable dates that people can't go out for. Very cool. So it seems like like people are doing this kind of on platforms already and finding work around, and actually Twitter seems to be the first platform that's actually kind of given the tech to do this.
0: Yeah, okay, so Twitter will do it. Facebook will Well, Facebook it. will. I mean,
1: obviously, it seems that like poor, dear old Twitter is clawing for any penny it can get at the minute, isn't it? Which leads you on to your next Yeah,
0: point. my next part of this is that tipping button has been rumoured. And this allows users to make a donation to their favourite profile. Uh. So this screams a bit, like, wiki to me. Yeah. You know, where, yeah. Like, it's
1: 199, Um And then, like, Facebook stars... Do you remember when they were there and then? Yeah, which are still there, I think, and you can choose how much you want to get. So I suppose this is off the back of other platforms such as Twitch, for example, where you can already kind of tip that kind of user with. Twitch bits, Do we say it was called? We
0: just had to Google it. We, we have, have
1: just it, had to Google so it. Please don't
0: it, but Twitch
1: bits. <laughs> Twitch bits. But also TikTok do this, and you can do it with um, diamonds or gems, is it called on there? And you can give like a panda, and a panda's worth a certain amount of points, and um, these other icons, and you can get, I think there's a gem and one of them, and they all account to a different amount. So this, I suppose, isn't necessarily something new. I suppose my only question is, would I tip a tweet? It seems such a, such a short, space-lived item. I don't know if you tw- tip
0: a tweet, but isn't it like,
1: I don't know, tip the user. a
0: magazine that you yeah. stopped buying, but you're now getting all of the information
1: online? Mm. I, mean, I, I just know. think Twitch and TikTok have done it from day one. Twitter now trying to jump on it, and the same with Facebook stars. I'm just not going to do it, because I've already had that content for free for so long. Mm.
0: Yeah, this also reminded me a little bit of Instagram close friends. Yeah. Obviously, you weren't doing pay for that, but back to the point, yeah point, um, adding someone to a close friend list might be a way that, if you did want to do something, mm. it's a little bit more gated or feel a bit more VIP as a brand. Close friends is a really nice place to Yeah, that to do is that. true,
1: yeah. Good show. Um, So I'm moving back on to Instagram and another ad update. There seems to be a lot of Facebook ad updates this month, but they are testing Instagram real adverts. So very interesting. And obviously we knew this was necessarily coming. I don't think it's available yet as a placement. um, And it's just something that's been tested in India, Brazil, Germany, and Australia, possibly with content creators so it's basically a carbon copy of tiktok's format which we know reels is anyway Um, it's a real minimal sponsored messaging so the ad feels really organic and native i think it's really tucked up right in the top Mm -hmm. corner which i suppose because reels is such a full screen experience you actually really don't notice the difference between ads and native content if you get your creative right i suppose Mm -hmm. so you can include call to actions And I presume as well, off the back of that, you can include links. And videos can be up to 30 seconds. So like I said, obviously only in those four select countries and hasn't rumoured as it's going to be a placement choice. But I presume once they've tested the ads and they know that that's working, you'll see that come into a placement choice in Ads Manager. Um, I
0: really like how you hear it on. it needs to feel like... Organic content. Well, I
1: think going back to the point about TikTok ads, if you're going to do TikTok ads, make them native to the platform. And what TikTok's been great at is their creator marketplace. And you can then link up with creators to potentially create the content of your ad for you, pay for that kind of collaboration, and then use it on the platform, which is going to resonate far better and your ads are going to just deliver more for you. And I think with Reels, us then just going, okay, so here's what an in-feed ad would look like. And then just show it on Reels and resize. It isn't going to work. That's
0: exactly the point I was trying to make, Sally. Like, my message here and yours is loud and clear. Don't just click tick the box or put it across Reels.
1: It has to be. And don't just resize the creative either. I think really think about Reels. And I think this is something we were talking about, like, a year or so ago. But see Instagram now as almost different channels within one because like people who just hang out in stories people just hang out in reels into that explore area Mm -hmm. igtv and then also feed content that they've all got that different kind of content and i think facebook launched that pitch play plunge element Mm -hmm. so pitch was very much a 15 second elevator pitch kind of content to stories Play was like, well, I want to take a little bit more time and I'm on feed, so it's sort of one-minute videos. And then Plunge was like, I really want to get into, know this brand a lot more, or this creator a lot more, and it's videos over a minute.
0: IGTV.
1: Yeah, IGTV. So I think actually where Reels fits into that now is probably in between feed and IGTV maybe, or even in between stories and feed. But really think about that and don't just kind of go like, here it is, and just resize it for stories. Resize it vertically, I think.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree. And I also talk to my brands about content either entertaining, inspiring, Mm. educating or convincing. Yeah. So your reels is your entertaining.
1: So don't be in there trying to convince. Yeah. It's it's brand building as well, because, you know, the way that people engage with reels content is, like you say, fun, entertaining, blah, blah, blah. And actually... You know, you could see it happening now. But the likes of Gregs are going to do this brilliantly, or something like that, um, and just have some fun with the brand. I don't know whether you've looked at Ryanair on TikTok.
0: We've talked about it, haven't we, for like the last three months? And, and everyone says, "Look at Ryanair." Look at I've Ryanair it down. because I, at Ryanair.
1: I think sometimes with TikTok, which I then brand wheels as the same, because it's the same kind of content. You go, "Oh yeah, but what would our TikTok account be?" You know, we don't want just members of staff dancing around. And you're like, absolutely not. But what? Ryanair do is just take stock imagery that they've already got of planes and then put funny quotes over the top of it and are really reactive to the current situation, use great music that they can on it. And it's just really funny. I suppose they are a brand that can kind of push that boundary. But I think when you're thinking about this kind of content, think a little bit more outside the box and don't just think like, oh, yeah, but, you know, we've got to do dances to this music. We'll do the latest challenge. Yeah, but do it in your own way. And I think, I mean, it's the content book 101, isn't it, really? But just for a different platform. I want to book a workshop with
0: you.
1: Oh, no. Oh, well, oh, yeah, we're God, just God. going to take right oh, there. Wait, Let one me one see minute. your stock images and let's get some funny memes on there. But, yeah, that's how we do it. Cool. So that leads me finally to number 10, which is another Instagram update. But I think this is quite an interesting one quite a nice little one to end on. So Instagram have launched um, their first edition of a digital magazine called Instagram Insider. And it's basically a digital magazine that you can download. um, And it's just highlighting the latest platform trends. It looks like what they're doing is heroing a different industry each month. So the first spring 2021 edition is out and it's heroing the beauty um, mm. kind of industry. Oh, it reminds—it's right. always, be, it's it's always, always beauty. They've got the dollar, haven't they? It reminds me a little bit of the Pinterest trends oh, yeah. that they come out with every kind of quarter. It looked very similar to that. Some big stats with some big numbers and big graphics, that type of thing. You have to go to Instagram Business and then go to their blog and then you can download it from there. So it wasn't something I could actually sign up for and get delivered into my inbox, which I thought was a bit of a, mm-hmm. a miss because. Not sure how I'm going to know when the next edition's out.
0: Yeah, we'll f- absolutely forget
1: once a month or once a quarter. Definitely going to go gonna forget about that. Um, but I did find some, you know, there were some good tips in there, some good kind of pull-outs, and obviously the latest trends. What I would question is, are you going to find the latest trends? Hits the insider first? Probably not. Probably Jane Wong's going to announce them, and Matt Navarro anyway. Or us. Or us at Social Circle, so you don't really need it anyway. But there were some mm-hmm. nice graphics in there that could easily be pinched for pictures and, and stuff
0: amazing what a month
1: what a month I just feel like ads are just taking off because more people are spending online than they ever were before Twitter's still trying to claw back some of the cash and stickers are going to take over so really good summary (laughs) thank you that's
0: my post copy for when I share the podcast so I guess that's it for another month and we will see you guys back here in a month's time where we'll be catching up on all of the stuff that's happened. in May and
1: June and as always if you want to look into anything that we've talked into in more detail because we are just here to give you the inspiration to go and investigate it further we'll put all the links in the show notes great thanks
0: Ellie
1: bye bye bye